Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome. Welcome to The Ralph Report on this Thursday, ah! August 5th, Year of Our Lord Lilith 2021. Oh, hell, Lilith. It is right to give her thanks and praise and right that you're joining us on this Thursday. Got a hell of a show lined up for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, it's Thursday, and that means Ralph Sex University. Already teased the topic from yesterday. Period sex is what we're yeah. going to be talking about. Hotly debated. Hotly debated. <laughs> and so we will debate that as well as give you all the details, pro and con, regarding having sex that one week of the month where some people say they don't want to have sex. Don't want to hear a blip out of you. Speak about it later. Do your job. The words of Governor Ron DeSantis. I don't want to hear a blip out of you. A blip. That blip you hear in the background. Well, first of all, let me introduce myself. Hi. Hi. I'm Ralph Garman, host of the Ralph Report. I'm your old podcast pal, and sitting here in the Batcave with me, blipping all over the place, mm. is the Rear Admiral himself, Sheriff of Ghost Town, Stanley's dad. Holy God, holy God. However, we just call him Old Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo, ho, Eddie. Welcome to the show, everyone. Apologies for yesterday's show. Apparently, there were a few uh, blips in the audio <laughs> file, and I did not catch them. And I believe what happened was the file somehow got in, uh, corrupted between me and uh, Patreon. So uh -huh. I got them looking at their end. I just uh, downloaded the latest version of the recording software on our end. So hopefully that won't be an issue again. But I apologize to everyone. A lot of people uh, were talking about it. Some of you were kind of assholes about it, quite frankly. <laughs> were they? Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, some people were a little pissy. But most people took it uh, with the grain of salt. You that put out a show every day. I, I know. You don't have to tell me. Oh, I'm aware of what I do God. every day. But uh, people were upset they didn't get to hear Garfield the cat. Go to YouTube, type no, in no. Garfield the cat, There's no and such listen thing. until your head There's explodes. There's no way you can find Garfield the cat <laughs> online, oh, Eddie Pence. It's just not available. <laughs> Good morning, morning. Guess I'll get up, wake John, exercise. Unless, of course, that floor is cold. There you go. Yeah. There's your Garfield. <laughs> Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Oh. Um, yeah, and I, and I made the uh, tragic error of announcing yesterday during the show that uh, Gilbert wasn't on hand to edit. Yes. So everyone was just assuming that I was just a complete foul up. Not your fault, though. It's Patreon's fault. <sighs> Who knows? If something happened, and I apologize. I always want the show to be perfect. It rarely is, and so uh, yeah. I, I just I just do the best I can. Sometimes you step in it. For God's sakes. It, yes, like Eddie Pence, just <laughs> stepping in poop left and right. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> just 
Just let me do my show for Christ's sake. Right. In the words of Billy Joel. Let me do my show for Christ's sake. Programming notes. Watch party tonight. Four-star generals are cordially invited to join us here in the Batcave and watch us tonight as we record the Friday episode of the Ralph Report, 7 p.m. Just click on the old Crowdcast logo there that came in the Patreon announcement and uh, it'll take you right to us. Also, Saturday, 3 p.m., three and four-star generals are welcome to join us at the cocktail party. We're going to have a blast. Everyone's going to be on hand, including Carrie behind the keyboard. So uh, we're going to have a blast. Uh, Steve Ashton will be here and uh, we're going to have a good time. So there you go. Nice. Um, yeah. How's your, how's your shoes? Are you okay? Did you, did oh, you check yourself before oh, you came yesterday's in? Yesterday's story was only half the oh, story. Oh, really? There's more? Okay, so. There's more poop? So I stepped in shit. Yes, you did. We covered that yesterday. Yes, that story. So I go That's home. That's why you did the show with one shoe. I did the show with one shoe. So I go home. I clean the shit off that shoe. Good man. I leave that shoe on the porch to dry off. Excellent. Right? I uh, strap up the dog, take him up to the park to go do his business. No. I come home. No. I'm in the house. Tracy goes... <laughs> It smells like shit in here. I'm like, well, no, I just cleaned the shit off my shoe on the porch. That's probably what you're smelling. She's like, no, it smells really strong. Sounds like, smells like fresh it new smells shit. Smells like fresh new shit. And I'm like, well, I didn't step in shit again. That didn't happen. No, no one does that two days in a row. So I go around the corner because I don't want to do it in front of her. And I look at my shoe. I'm like, there's dog shit on my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I stepped in shit again. Again. And this time I walked it through the house. Oh, of course. Because I didn't know I had it on my shoe. And so I'm. The, I spend most of the day scrubbing with nature's miracle and all whatever else oh, to clean dog shit off the carpet. And now both pairs of my shoes are soaking wet. Stanley must think, all right, well I can just go on the carpet now. <laughs> just oh, fuck, you do it, Dad. Apparently, it anyone could just go anywhere in this house. I can't remember the last time I stepped in dog shit. Two days in a and row. And then two days in a row, both Sweet. shoes. Sweet. That's spectacular. I did something real bad in a past life. Wow. Apparently. Past life? Are you kidding me? <laughs> what have I done in this life? Oh, you know what you've done. I'm good. I'll I'm tell a good you what person. you've done. You're, you're racist. You're horribly how, racist. How am I a racist? You must feel bad because you're going to have to find a brand new way to be racist. <laughs> you saw the, saw the story yesterday about the Washington football oh, yeah, team? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There at Washington football team headquarters, or whatever they call their football field team. there. You mean division champ headquarters? What's the, That's probably what's, what they call what's it. What's the field they call it? What's the FedEx? FedEx field. Still FedEx? FedEx field. Um, they've just announced, telling all their racist fans, yeah. no more headdresses, <laughs> no more face paint at the stadium, you racist fucks. First of all, I've been a fan my whole life, since I was a little kid. Diehard fan. One of the biggest fans of that team you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. I've never once put on a headdress or wore paint and yeah, went to a game. Sure, sure. I don't know what right-thinking person puts on war paint to well, go to a football game. enough that they had to release a statement. <laughs> we are excited to welcome everyone back wearing their burgundy and gold. However, Native American-inspired ceremonial headdresses or face paint may no longer be worn in the stadium. Yeah. So I think the Chiefs tried to do that last season. No, no more. They said uh, no, uh, no wearing headdresses to the stadium in war paint. Like you can't dress up like a Native American and go to a game. I think mm. the Chiefs tried to do that last season. How that worked for them? I don't think it worked very well. I, I think, think it caused so a big because you know white people like to dress up like Indians. Oh, it's hilarious! That's their favorite pastime on no, a Sunday. Nothing's funnier. Nope. So how are you going to be racist if you don't have that? I'll option? figure it out. I'll you'll, figure you'll it out. Find a way. There's other people I can offend. Uh, they also announced they're not going to have any Indian or Native American themed names when they pick their new 
name for their team, Warriors, right off the, the, the yeah, list. Warriors not going to happen. Yeah, it's gone. And they said they're not going to really make a choice until 2022. We're gonna do. We're gonna finish out this year. What the fuck is wrong with your team? Because well, they're not gonna do it in the middle of the season, right it's now. It's not the middle of the what? season. Has the season hasn't even started yet? But you got a brand. You gotta. You gotta set it up and print up the shirts and the hats. They you had a whole now. summer to brand. How, how does well, it take two years to pick a name for your team? Because I think they were gonna stick with Washington Football Team, and then they tried to trademark it. But some lawyer jackass in in D.C. I think trademarked it and said you can't. You can't have that as a trademark anymore because football team is too generic or general. Oh so, my! So they can't trademark it and then make money off of the uh, the merchandise. So, so they didn't have a backup plan. They had no names on the list that they were going to go I with. I think they have a bunch of li- names that they've sort of taken in from fans and other it people. Sounds just like a sloppy it's operation. It's a clusterfuck. But it's Dan Snyder, so would it, I would expect anything less. You fiend. So they're not going to have a name until 2022. So still, what the fuck? WTF. A, you don't need a name to win a division. Oh, my God. No, you just need every other team <laughs> in the division to lie down. That's all you need. Especially yours at halftime. We were playing for trades, man. <laughs> See, uh, Carson Wentz hurt his yeah, uh, foot. Yeah, he did. Man. And you, you guys are take a snap. You guys are still paying for him too. No, it's, it's their problem now. He's not a big cap hit. You traded him. Yeah, but we you still got a lot of dead cap space on Carson Wentz. It's fine. It's better it than him having him twist his foot at, at a practice and not even get on the field. He's out from five to twelve weeks. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of sentence is that? I don't know. That's five just to twelve. You know, whatever it takes. Ugh. All right, that's yeah. enough football there talk. Go. I got some bad news today, too. What? Thanks, Bridget from Long Island. What'd she do? Sent me a notice. A notice? Bursting bursting my bubble, crushing my dreams. Of what? What? I won't be going to the Amalfi Coast to hang out with George and Amal Clooney. Ugh. You may remember when yeah. Omaze.com had that uh, fundraising event where you could buy a chance to hang out with right. George and his wife. You guys are just going to smoke cigars. Stay in Italy, smoke cigars, sit on his patio. <laughs> Become best friends. Right, of course. They uh, pulled the name yesterday, apparently. Oh, no. And uh, I am not going to be George Clooney's new best friend That now. sucks. I was so sure yeah. it was going to happen. It I bought a lot of chances. <laughs> I think they raised $1.2 million for his charity. How much did you put in? Uh, 0.2. <laughs> Just a lot. I'm sad you don't get to do that. And Bridget also entered, apparently, and she said, neither of us won. Well, you weren't supposed to win, Bridget. No. It was supposed to be me. This was Ralph's thing. But it's some guy in Oklahoma named Michael Asshole. <sighs> Bet he's an asshole. Got nothing in common with George Clooney. Nothing. What are you going to talk to George Clooney about? <laughs> George Clooney and I had sex with the same woman. That would be the starting conversation. Oh, well, there you go. That would be our opener. Yeah. Right in front of a model. Right in front of his <laughs> wife, I'd bring that up. Hey, remember Ginger Lynn, George? Pff, me too. Yeah. Yeah. The stories you guys could have told. Heartbreaking. Right? Heartbreaking. We would have been the, such good friends. Yeah. Oh, man. You never would have come back. We would have been pals. And uh, one more story before we get started. <laughs> and I thought of this because of Tracy. Oh. Yeah. Did you see where Citizen, the crime alert app. Yeah, Citizen app. Is now offering a $20 a month subscription service to everyone who uses their app. Mm where you can have access around the clock to Citizen's team of highly trained protect agents. This doesn't sound good. The protect agents, Eddie. Protect agents? Yes. 
If you see a crime in, in, in process or you're concerned about something you see on the app, well, you just call up your, your protect agent. So it's like Netflix for crime prevention. Yes. These agents can do anything for you. They can call 911 for you if you're in a situation <laughs> where you need help. Wait, if you can call them, how can you just cut the middleman and call 911 yourself? Because they're already, I'm on Citizen App already. I'm watching, I'm watching the guy with the knife on the street corner. And I just say to my protect agent, Hey, call 911. Agent Stevens, motivate the squad. So you just added a step to your protection. Well, they offer more than just that. Okay. They will always monitor you. Hmm. In case you're in trouble while you're waiting for help to arrive. What? They can also send you to a safe location if there's crime in your area and you need to escape it. They can tell you the nearest safe place to go to. What? Yes. What? How are they trained? Are they, what kind of, They're the protect agents. Wait, wait, wait. They're highly trained. It says so right here in the press release. It's like the guardian angels. And they're like red jackets. Team and... of highly trained protect agents. Hmm. Or, Eddie, and here's where it really comes in handy. It'll be so worth $20 a month for you. Why? They'll just chat with you for your peace of mind. If oh. You, if you're concerned about what you're seeing on the app, they'll just have a conversation. They'll calm you with, down. They'll calm you down. This way, Tracy can talk to them about the guy holding the knife. This might be worth 20 At the bucks. corner and leave you out of the conversation. This might be worth 20 bucks a month. She can just chat with her protect agent. She can text the protect agent. There's yes. a knife guy on the corner and he'll be like, exactly. calm down. He'll like, what? Really? I'm concerned about this too. And he can pretend to be interested. Right. And then they can have a whole crime conversation. Right. And I'm completely oblivious and to all this, living my life happily. You're free and clear. That's what we need to do. So long. Okay, I'm down. It all works out. We need a protect agent. Although she'll go, my husband just stepped in dog shit again. Please alert the neighborhood. It's not to be trusted. <laughs> oh, landmines everywhere. Just... Look where you're going. Uh, dude, it's been literally 30 years since I stepped in dog shit. Okay, it's been literally two days in a row. I you know, stepped in I dog don't shit. know what's happening. I don't either. I don't know what's happening. I think you're, maybe your brains were in your vas deferens. And then now, maybe now you're losing intelligence. Fuck. If it happens again, third time, that's a pattern. <laughs> then I need to address it if it happens one more time. And you need to, it's uh, a pattern. You need to start wearing. Plastic bags over your shoes when you go out, apparently. Can you imagine if I was like a flip-flop guy? You can't, oh. keep, watch, you can't keep washing your shoes. That's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. We're already having fun, kids. Mm. I hope you are as well. Time to get into the Ralph Report. You're going to have a blast for the next hour and change. Stop guaranteed. Yeah, we're going to have a good time, as we always do here on the Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy, is it? No, it's... Not, not easy to say things into a microphone. <laughs> All right, try it again, darling. Here we go. The Ralph Report. Try it. It's unique. That's right. Oh, Just okay. like Malto Meal. It's unique. It's unique. Speaking of Malto Meal, oh, who knew there were so many Malto Meal fans out there in the world? Really? Tons. I've never had Malto. I've never even heard of Malto Meal. Really? No. That surprises me. It's not surprising me that you never had it. I never it, heard of it. I thought you would have heard of no, Malto Meal. Never heard of it. Well, the Malto Meal fans came out in a big, bad mm, way. Okay. And uh, that would leads us off on, in the Garmy on the Line segment. We love it when you reach out to us, especially when you leave your voicemail messages on the Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's available to you. All you can do is dial up that number, one eight three three. Hi, Ralph. Yeah, listen to them all. And then I grab a handful. I listen to them all. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> all so when them. you call in with some shitty comment about, oh, there was a blip, I didn't get to hear Garfield, just, just know that I'm listening. You're not just venting. You're actually speaking directly to me. There's a human being on the other That's end. That's right. There's a person here, for God's sakes. 
I listen to them all, I grab a handful, and we put them here in Carmi on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmin's on the line. Ross gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. First up is Candace, Malto Meal fan number one. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. Candace from Whittier. So I heard you guys talking about multiple meal and I have to tell you Ralph you completely undersold it that's just delicious but what my mom used to do with it to make it a little better was put a little bit of milk in it and a little bit of sugar um because I was a child and I didn't want it if it wasn't sweet but multiple meal is the only hot cereal I'll eat so good so if you guys do do it on a munchie monday I suggest a little bit of milk and a little bit of sugar Love you. Mean it. All right. That's the plan. Malto meal on uh, Munchin' Monday. It's a lot of M's. Yeah. Malto meal on Munchin' Monday. Malto meal Munchin' Monday. We're going to, uh, I'm going to cook up a pot of Malto meal and I'm going to give Eddie a bowl and a spoon and some milk and sugar. Everybody has a recipe, by the way. Oh, really? Everyone who's a Malto meal fan left me their recipe. This is the only way you should eat Hmm. it. A lot of people say you got to put salt in it. Salt? Yeah. Really? Just a little bit of salt. But they say you want it sweeter. Milk, sugar, or honey. Uh-huh. Some people recommended maple syrup. Syrup. How, how are you going to serve it? I probably just will go with milk and sugar. Okay. All right. That's my plan. Fine. And I'm going to uh, cook it up fresh for, uh, for Munch and Monday on Monday. Sometimes we get calls if folks want to know where stuff came from, just like this gentleman. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. Hey, crew. Daniel from Kentucky, four-star general. Um, I have a, where did it come from for you? Uh, My son and I were talking about different slang terms, and we got on, like, different slang words for police officers that have been used throughout the years. And when I used the word fuzz, he laughed his butt off because he had (laughs) never heard that before. And it really didn't occur to me. Where in the world did the word fuzz to represent the police come from? Yeah. I've only heard it in things like old dragnet TV shows. Mm-hmm. Anyway, love you. Mean it. Bye. Yeah. Fuzz is a weird one. Where'd that come from? Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? Cheese it, the fuzz. Let's get out of here, boys. Fuzz became popular here in the United States in the 1920s and then became even more popular amongst gangsters and bootleggers in the 1930s. There are several theories about where fuzz originated, but there's no definitive answer. There seems to be one that's more likely than most, but I'm going to go through them all. One says that it's actually a derivation of the word fuss because police officers are fussy or hard to please. Hmm. So fuss and fussy got slurred into fuzz and fuzzy. Seems like a stretch. I don't buy it. Another one says it could be a slurred pronunciation or exclamation for feds, meaning the feds, the federal officers, especially when it comes to bootleggers, it would have been the feds that you would have been looking out for. So feds, fuzz, feds. I think fez would be more than fez. But you know the way fuzz. shit changes over time. Yeah, the fuzz. 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 I don't, I don't see that either. Uh, there's another term that fuzz is a term of contempt 
that was popular in the 1920s. If you said somebody was fuzz or fuzzy, it meant they were unmanly, incompetent, and soft. Hmm. So the hard-nosed gangsters would refer to the cops as fuzz. the fuzz because hmm. they, they were giving them a, a slur. Okay. And then it says that policemen often had uh, crew cuts. Okay. And so while other gangsters and criminal types had longer hair, the uh, military cuts of the criminals would refer to as a fuzzy, fuzzy heads. Fuzz. Buzz cut into a fuzz. Buzz, buzz, fuzz. So there you go. Sorry, I can't mm. give you a more definitive answer. It seems to be all over the place, but uh, you're right. They use it a lot on Dragnet, especially when they did those hippie episodes. <laughs> hey, man, why is the fuzz coming down on us? <laughs> kind of resurgence in the 1960s. And that's where I think it came from. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I'll fucking know. All right, we got a lot of shows, so we're going to cut right to today's happy hit. You know we like to play music for you every episode. Give you a little upbeat shot in the arm, as it were, in mm-hmm. these times of vaccinations. Speaking of which, have you heard about the Lambda variant now? No. There's a Lambda variant? Yes, coming out of Peru, apparently. Ugh. The Lambda variant specialty is infecting people who are vaccinated. Great. Great. They're predicting, potentially, since every variant seems to be getting worse, they're, they're calling one the doomsday variant that they're expecting at some point down the line. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know man. really don't know. It's, it's just... It's going to be booster shots. Just, that's I guess. All I guess it. that's the, the only way. Booster shots. Or live in a hermetically sealed bat cave just doing a podcast for the rest of you your life. You could do that. I may be <laughs> on to something here. Happy hits are what we call the songs we play for you to give you a little bit of pep in your step. This week, all week long, it's us, the folks from the Ralph Report, that are picking our happy hits. Today, Olivia Garman, my little one, Livy, is up. She's going to pick hers. I got the chance to uh, do this with her over Zoom. She's at her mom's today. So she uh, was able to hook up with me and pick her song, probably the coolest, hippest song we have played Mm -hmm. yet here for a happy hit. All week long, we are getting to pick our happy hits and play them for the Garmy. And this would not be complete if we didn't check in with the youngest member of the Garmy, Olivia. How you doing, Livy? Good. Good. Listen, people are dying to know what song you're going to pick for your happy hit. What do you got? I picked Levitating by Dua Lipa because it has a good beat and I like the lyrics. I love me some Dua Lipa. Good pick, kid. And I'm not just saying that because I think she's pretty. I'm saying that because I think she's talented as well, too. So this is your happy hit. Always makes you happy when you hear it? Yeah. All right, here it is. You 
That's how old and crusty we are. Oh, man. All of our picks were in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Here's a song that makes me happy. <laughs> Fresh Blood comes along. It just knocks it out of the park with a little Dua Lipa. Although, I have to admit, I like me some Dua yeah, Lipa. Yeah. Oh, boy, Dua Lipa. <laughs> Glad you didn't talk like that to Olivia. I realized mid-conversation with her, I was like, oh, I like me some Dua Lipa. But not just because I've, pre- I've told her before. It's like, Olivia's like, oh, I think Dua Lipa's so pretty. She's like, Daddy, stop it. I was like, no, she is. <laughs> Got me levitating. Wow. In my pants. Wow. Right? Wow. Yeah. So uh, there you go. There's today's happy hit from my little one. Thanks to everybody who called in today. You too can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment. But in order for that to happen, you got to call me. The Ralph Report, your one-way ticket to Bone Town. Right? <laughs> Listening to Alipa. <laughs> All right. One-way ticket to Bone Town. <laughs> it is August 5th. Time for us to look into what little babies were born on August 5th throughout history. These innocent little babies showed up on planet Earth today. Yeah. And then grew up to do amazing, memorable things. Yes, they did. That process never ceases to impress me how we start off with these little helpless things and yeah. then become these people can't even talk or walk crazy what we accomplish <laughs> once we stop stepping in dog shit wow we wow. call this segment born to be alive born. 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 Born to be alive. on this day in the year 1704 william allen was born eventual chief justice of the state of Pennsylvania, mayor of Philadelphia, mm. born on this day in 1704. He was a wealthy, wealthy man. At the time of the American Revolution, he was one of the wealthiest and most powerful men in Philadelphia. But he was a loyalist. He wanted the colonies to stay with the British. Is that to protect his money? Exactly. Yeah. He said, yeah, we should, you know, redress our grievances with the British, but we should do it through their parliament, through constitutional means. Let's not have an yeah. independence. We don't want a war. Well, things are working out well let's, for him. Let's, be, let's all be pals. He was a rich guy. Things are working out well. Then he went to England, and that's where he sat out the Revolutionary War. Oh, he did? Yes. And then the he bastard. came back? Then become... he came back. <laughs> Died in his mansion just outside Philadelphia. Okay. The prick. Good old Philadelphia. I was the last bad person ever to come out of Philadelphia was William Allen, born 1704. In 1827, Deodora da Fonseca, Brazilian military officer and first president of Brazil from 1889 to 91, was born on this day. 1828, Luisa of the Netherlands, princess of the Netherlands, was born on this day. Yeah. Yeah. Would she do anything? She was a princess. Is that it? That's enough. Well, she was just born that. She didn't do that. She was also the Dutch queen consort of Sweden and Norway. I don't know what that means. It means she was not the queen of Sweden and Norway, but she was the wife of the king of the Sweden consort? and Norway. She was the queen consort. Yeah. Okay. She did the king. Oh, stop it. Okay. 1862, Joseph Merrick. Oh, this story breaks my heart. I can't even think about it without tearing up. What happened? The elephant man, Joseph Merrick. Oh, yeah, Merrick. Born in uh, Leicester, England on this day in 1862. I am not an animal. 
I am a human being. Mm. Kills me. Mm-mm. Didn't Michael Jackson have his bones? Yeah. yeah he did, that's creepy it's as weird. shit. It's a weird thing to have. What's that great line from that movie? Which movie? The Elephant Man. Oh, that movie. <laughs> Who are we t- what are we talking I about? I don't know. You said that movie. David Lynch's The Elephant Man. <laughs> um, if you're, if you, oh, man. What? I want a peanut. <laughs> Is that, no. is that the line? No, he's at this point, he's they dress him up and he's like you right. know, hobnobbing with high society because they all want to see the freak, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. he says something along the lines of if your if your if your kindness is so cruel, what do you use for mercy or something like oh. that? There's a line from the movie that okay. I love, but I just can't quite remember. Well, that's right a good now. line. It is Let's say it's line. that that's say that's the that. line. Let's say it's that. You know who produced that movie, The Elephant Man? I don't. David Lynch's Elephant Man? No. Mel Brooks. He did? Fascinating, right? Huh. You would not, you'd not see that coming from Mel Brooks. Wow. On this day in 1881, U.S. Johnson grew up to become the American head of the National Recovery Administration for FDR, part of his brain trust. Did so much for this country. He brought industry and labor and government forces together to create codes of fair practices so prices and wages could be in line and uh, we could get the American economy moving again. Regulations can be a good thing. They can. Often they can. He was the person of the year on Time Magazine in 1933. Mm. 1887, actor Reginald Owen was born. He's a British actor out of uh, Hertfordshire, England. He was famous for playing Ebenezer Scrooge, in the 1938 film version of A Christmas Carol, also played Sherlock Holmes and also played Dr. Watson, one of the few people ever to play both both roles in different films. Mm. Uh, You would probably know him best, Eddie Pence, as the Admiral from Mary Poppins, who shoots off that cannon. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 1906, on this day, John Huston was born, great American director, writer, and actor. One of my favorites. So many great films. I mean... If you just look at The Man Who Would Be King, that's a hell of a movie. Yeah. And as an actor, his work in Chinatown is chilling. Yeah, he was great in Chinatown. So tell me, Mr. Gitz, what is it you're trying to get at? It's Giddies. Love that film. I used to love that film. Now I'm torn because Roman Polanski directed it. I and know. he's garbage. Yes. So how I do I reconcile that? I don't, I, you just try to watch it and not think about it. <laughs> I don't know. It's that whole artist art thing. I know. It makes me how furious. Do you, how do you pull them apart? In 1908, Harold Holt, Australian politician, prime minister of Australia from 1966 through 1967, uh, was born on this day. He died while drowning in the ocean. Hmm. Presumed drown, unless he started to live underwater. I guess there's only <laughs> one became a presumption you can make. In 1920, Selma Diamond, the actress and comedian, was born, best known for her role on Night Court. She was the gravelly-voiced old lady. Yeah, she was Harry, great. what are you doing? Billy Hayes, another great actor, born on this day in 1924. She ended up playing um, Witchy Poo in, uh, in um, H.R. Puff and stuff. Oh, okay. okay, okay. And also Weenie the Genie in Lidsville. 1930, Neil Armstrong. Now, this is what I'm talking about. 1930, yeah. the Armstrongs welcome a baby into the world. Right. And they say, we'll call him Neil. Right. And they're looking down at his cherubic little face. Yeah. Not one person in that room said... I bet this fucker's going to walk on the moon someday. That will be the first human being to step on another crazy. astral body. Celestial body. Celestial yeah, body. Don't say astral. planet because you will get, I you know. will get some shit. I said shit, astral man. body, which is wrong too because yeah. that's not 
a thing. John Saxon, the actor born on this day in 1935, great in Nightmare on Elm Street, Electric Horseman. Herb Brooks, one of the great American ice hockey coaches. Now that we're in the Olympic season, it's right to give him thanks and praise. Uh, he, he pulled off the miracle, the miracle. on ice. Yeah. Yeah. Kurt Russell portrayed him in the movie. Yeah, he was great too. Yes. 1937, Herb Brooks was born on this day. 1942, Rick Huxley, English guitarist for a band that at one time was uh, vying with the Beatles for the throne of the English invasion, the Dave Clark Five. And I'm feeling Nineteen forty-five, Janet Dubois, American actress, was born in Brooklyn, New York. Best known for her portrayal of Wilona Woods, the uh, neighborhood gossip and friend of the Evans family, on the CBS comedy Good Times. Hmm. Did you ever watch Good Times? Yes, I'm trying, with I'm trying was, to picture was, her face. Wilona was the face. neighbor who would yes. come off and be in their business all right, the right, time. Right. But also, she's also known for uh, co-writing and singing. The theme song to another smash hit sitcom featuring a black family. Well, we're moving on now. She wrote and sang. Wow. Dear to the Jeffersons. 1945, Joe Collins, one of the most famous American Playboy Playmates, Playmate of the Year from 1965. She was born on this day. 1959, Pete Burns. English singer, lead singer for Dead or Alive, was born on this day. On this day in 1961, Tawny Katane was born. Oh, of course, we just lost her recently. Yeah. Bachelor Party. White Snake Videos, actress and model. 1962, Patrick Ewing. Ewing or Ewing? Ewing. Okay, you said Ewing. I Did said I say Ewing? Ewing. Ewing. Patrick Ewing. <laughs> Will Wheaton. <laughs> Patrick Ewing. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That, that's a habit from coming out of Philadelphia. We drop our H's. Right. In all our words. So I had to learn when I moved to California to overcompensate and make sure to hit the H's on my words. Because mm. I would, I, when I first came out here, I would say, boy, look at that truck. It's huge. And they would go, what is it? I said, it's huge. It's huge. They're like, what do you mean huge? It, the word's huge. I was like, oh, I see. Right, there's an H. So we're not human beings. <laughs> I guess I should start adding H's. So sometimes I put an H where it doesn't belong, uh, like Patrick Hewing. Hewing. Patrick Ewing. <laughs> Patrick Ewing? Ewing? Patrick Ewing. NBA Ooh. center for the Knicks and, of course, uh, the Olympics as well. Yes. Born on this day. 1964, MCA, Adam Yauch from the great band, the Beastie Boys. No sleep till! <laughs> Nineteen sixty-seven. Reed Hoffman, American entrepreneur, was born in Stanford, Connecticut. He was the founder of LinkedIn. Oh. So let, hear me now, Reed. Happy birthday! And I don't want to join. 
Why not? Your fucking LinkedIn thing. I get more invitations for LinkedIn than I get anything else in the world. You can network with other professionals. I don't need nothing. There's nobody on LinkedIn that's going to help me. I've been applying to jobs through LinkedIn. Have you? Yes. What have you applied through LinkedIn? Other jobs. Other jobs that are not showbiz jobs? No, there's showbiz jobs on there. No, they're not. Yeah, there are. You'll never get them because that's not how showbiz works. No, exactly. So why am I? Why are you on LinkedIn? Because it makes Tracy happy. Oh, my God. She's like, you applied for work today? I did. I did apply for work through LinkedIn. Through LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm sure it works for some people, but for me, it's just not. It's not an entertainment thing. No, it's not. Thing. It's not how I'm going to network where I need to network. No. So I have politely declined multiple times no i just joined and they keep coming after me yeah they do they're relentless relentless just join <laughs> i don't want to join. just do it i'm i've already i already belong to too many things i have no more room to belong <laughs> all right fine and also on this day a future birthday oh we get to celebrate the birthday of christine chapel born in davenport heights vermont on this day in the year 2184 hmm. Any idea who Christine Chapel is? Christine Chapel, twenty one eighty four. No, it's a Buck Rogers reference. No, she is the nurse to Doctor Bones McCoy aboard the oh, Starship yeah. Enterprise. Okay, Christine Chapel, Nurse Chapel. Yes, Nurse Chapel. He's dead. Now I know the name. Yeah. All right. You know what we do at this point? We find a food related to someone born on this day in history, and then we run it past Eddie Pence, see if it's something he'd be willing to eat, or perhaps stick up his ass, then pull out. How do we do that? Well, we talk about the food, and then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. Works thusly. If those reels go round and round, and they stop, and then they show up, and they all match. Jackpot. Yeah, Jackpot the Clown gets to celebrate. However, if they're all mismatched, <laughs> nah, nobody's happy. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Certainly not Jackpot. No, he's not. Just put your thumb up your butt and go back, <laughs> go to, back sleep, to sleep. I believe is what Eddie told him to do at some point. All right, on this day in 1850, Guy de de Maupassant, Maupassant. French author, famous French author, best known for his short stories, pretty much considered one of the fathers of the short story. He wrote so many in his lifetime, so many of them widely regarded as masterpieces. Uh, He was born on this day in 1850. Of all of his... Hmm. Short stories, Eddie Pence. What do you is your personal favorite? Oh. Rub it faster. <laughs> I think is my favorite short story of his. <laughs> Rub it faster. Sure, that's a very short story. It's very quick. I bet. Well, the quicker you rub it, the shorter the story. Of course, yes. That's why it's only a couple pages. Uh, his you best. Know it, right? He's best known for uh, Bull de Suif. 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 Okay. Uh, translated, it's basically, it's in American, they usually refer to it as the dumpling, mm-hmm. but strictly translated from French, uh, boule de suif means ball of fat. Okay. And uh, that's the nickname of a well-known prostitute in the story. Ball of fat? Yes. <laughs> Who finds herself traveling in a coach with conventionally respectable people oh. through the Prussian-occupied France during the war. And these nice people contemptuously ignore her. I mean, they just look down their noses at her because she is a common prostitute right. while they consider themselves high society. Right. And they ignore her and they talk down to her 
until she produces a basket of food for the long journey. Hmm. And then all of a sudden, everybody wants to be her right. friend. See? Right. There's a moral to that right. story. Ball of fat. <laughs> for good old boule de suif. That's a much nicer name than ball of well, fat. Well, you make it French, it sounds better. Dumpling. She was a, she was a dumpling. They called her dumpling. <laughs> so anyway, what she pulls out of her uh, basket of food there, Eddie Pence, yeah. is a big part of the story. And the thing that everyone really goes nuts for is her chicken covered in jelly. That's the thing everybody wants. Now, it's not jelly like raspberry or right. strawberry. Okay. It's uh, what's known as aspic. And we talked about aspic Doesn't before. Aspic is a, a gelatin-like substance, combination of chicken, onions, garlic, fresh herbs, and then a gelatin made out of bone broth and spices. You prepare it hot, and then when it gets cooled, it congeals. it congeals, and it surrounds the meat of the chicken. So you can eat it on the road, but here's the beautiful part of aspic. When you put it in your mouth, mm -hmm. your body temperature makes it melt, and it, it just becomes like a chicken broth with all these wonderful spices and things inside of it, so it makes the chicken moist. So it's like congealed gravy that you yourself turn into gravy with your mouth. Mm. It's mouth gravy. It's mouth gravy? Yes. I don't know. If I... So everyone goes nuts over her chicken covered in jelly in the short <laughs> the story. Sequel, rub it harder. <laughs> rub it faster. Get mouth gravy. That way. <laughs> <laughs> mouth gravy, I do believe, was the sequel, yes. Um, so everyone in the coach loses their mind when they see this delicious uh, chicken covered in jelly. That's all they can talk about, and they just uh, try to get you know, get it on her good side so they can get some of that chicken covered in aspic. But it's not about the prostitute ball of fat. It's not about the high society and the coach. As always, as he always does, he makes it about himself. This is about Eddie Pence. Yes. Is he going to eat it or not? There's only one way for us to find out. Let's pull the handle. Here we go. One chicken, two chickens. Oh, boy. I think it's a texture thing with me on that one. I just It, it looks like slimy chicken. That you're biting into, and I what think about that's the just, mouth gravy. I think if we could somehow mouth gravy it on the outside, so it you like you could dip it into the gravy, but and then, then it bite would slosh it. all over the inside that's of the fine. coach. You I can't just, have that. I don't it's know traveling I, food. I don't mouth gravy sounds good. Yeah, but I don't know if I want to. I don't want to eat slimy chicken, and that's what it seems like it's going to be. No, it's real not, slimy chicken. It melts in your mouth, and I'm getting it from a prostitute. I'm getting slimy chicken from a prostitute. <laughs> I just do none of that. No. It's a euphemism. <laughs> Get me old slimy chicken. Well, that's that's tragic. It might taste good. But yeah, they, I, it, there's a reason people have been eating it for centuries. That's I've never all I'm heard saying. of it before. Chicken and aspic? No. We'll, we'll see if we can get some our hands Have you had some. chicken and aspic? I have had aspic before, but usually with beef. Beef aspic? Yes. It sounds so dirty when you say that's it. Beef aspic, yes. Beef. Aspic of beef. Aspic of beef. Yes, I've had that. I've never had the chicken. So slimy beef. But it's not slimy at all. Like I said. It's it, congealed whatever. But it's not congealed for long because it's only congealed when it's cooled. And when it warms up, it becomes a liquid. But once it's in my mouth, I don't see it anymore. So yeah, it's it's congealed. It, it's congealed in the part where I see it. But you taste it and it tastes great. But the, I, there's, there's going to be a connection. The damage is already done. The damage is already done with slimy beef and chicken. Well, oh, there you go. No. What are you going to do? No, thanks. And that's it. Ooh, uh, today's born to be alive born to be alive born to be alive hey there it's ralph garman here i hope you're enjoying the show and if you are why not subscribe to the ralph report so you can hear it every day monday through friday 
For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All righty, now it's time for us to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, this this is tragic, and yet... What happened? Not so much. There's a TikTok star, Eddie Pence. Oh. And I, I am hesitant to use the phrase TikTok star, but he had uh, 200,000 followers Ew. on TikTok. An 18-year-old man named Timbo the Redneck. That's what he went by. Timbo the Redneck. Timbo the Redneck would make videos doing uh, wacky things with his beloved GMC pickup truck, Big Booty Judy. Okay. And so Timbo would go around... Sounds hilarious. ...doing reckless things with his truck. Uh Uh-huh. And this week, Timbo's mom, Tessie, had to go on TikTok and let his followers know he won't be making any more videos. Oh, what happened? Hey, I'm Tessie. She said, Timbo the redneck's mother, he won't be making any more videos. No more videos at all. My son was in a bad accident yesterday and didn't make it. Oh. So uh, 18-year-old Timbo the Redneck was making a video. Of course. Pulling donuts in a front yard, not wearing a seatbelt. He was thrown out of the window of the truck. Oh, my God. Then the truck rolled, landed on top of him, crushing Timbo underneath. That's awful. It's awful on so many levels. For a fucking stupid video. But that's my point. As Shakespeare once said, Play stupid games, get stupid prizes. And I think that's... And Shakespeare didn't really say that. You don't have to send me an email. I know. Um, But, like, that's just... But that's where it's going. It's like they have to keep doing more outrageous and outrageous shit to get noticed on social media. So you keep doing these things. Yeah. And TikTok used to label his videos, uh, the action in this video could cause serious harm or something. Well, then... Don't do it. Don't don't put it on your system. We already have jackass. We don't need it again. And those guys are as trained as you can be to do yeah. the kind of and things. What's that his they face is born with a colostomy bag for the rest of his life. Yeah, true. Stupid. Congratulations to Rihanna. She's a billionaire. In fact, Forbes magazine says she is the world's second richest female entertainer. Wow. Any guesses as to who the first richest female entertainer is in the world, Eddie Pence? Madonna? Nah. J Lo. Nah. Uh, I don't fucking know. Think talk shows. Ellen? No. Oprah. 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 Yeah, Oprah Winfrey is the richest about female entertainer in the world. But Rihanna's right behind her. And interestingly enough, she didn't make her money from singing, although she makes millions as a performer. She launched a beauty line. That's how the Kardashian got yep, a billion exactly. dollars, right? Fenty Beauty is the name of the line. Her uh, real name is Robin Fenty. Hmm. Huge success. Worth an estimated $1.4 billion. Wow, for lipstick? Um, comes from Fenty, and she's also got a, a lingerie company, Savage Times Fenty, and uh, more millions from that as well. Damn. So, I guess we got to start a cosmetic line. That's what you have to do. I guess we got to start Ralph's Cosmetics. Garmy lipstick, Garmy rouge, <laughs> Garmy eyeliner. Well, some people get richer. Some of the rich and famous get poorer. So sad. Channing Tatum and uh, Dewan, Jenna Dewan are, of course, uh, separating, divorcing. 
So they felt compelled to sell their $6 million Beverly Hills home this month. Oh, I bet. And they they took a loss, Eddie Pence. Oh, no. They lost $100,000. They had to sell it for $5.9 million. Times instead. are tough, man. Times are tough. It's rough out I there. I feel bad for them that they, they have to eat that hundred grand. It's rough out there for a millionaire. It sure is. I feel bad for them. So. <laughs> I thought the properties were going through the roof. I thought everybody wants to buy, buy, buy. I, I guess not in the $6 million it depends. range. Yeah, every bracket is different. Every, you know. And yet another star is joining the lucrative world of podcasting. Ooh. I feel bad now. Why? Because now dead celebrities are getting podcast deals ahead of me. <laughs> Lucille Ball just signed with Sirius XM. What? Yes. She's going to be on their uh, new Sirius XM channel, Let's Talk to Lucy. And they have found a cache of, or cache. I cache. I think it's cache. I think you can say it either way, quite frankly. Mm. What? Mm. I think eh, you can say it either way. You say cash, people like money. That's why I hesitate, cash. but I believe cash is the actual oh, yeah, pronunciation could, of it. But I don't think could. I think that's the proper pronunciation is cash. <laughs> like, a cache of tapes were found. Cache. But I don't think, see, that sounds dumb to me. Cache? Yes. No, cache sounds sophisticated. No, it doesn't. It sounds like a dumb guy it's trying to sound sophisticated. No, he go cashy. Cashy. <laughs> anyway, she used to have a radio program called Let's Talk to Lucy, where she would interview her her big uh, famous stars. Yeah. And those recordings were held on to her by her daughter for all, all this time. And now she's releasing them, and Sirius just cut them a big check to uh, make it into a podcast. So you'll hear Lucille Ball talking to legends like Frank Sinatra and Barbara Streisand and Bob Hope and, and on and on and on. I guess that could be interesting. I bet it is. But now dead people are getting better podcast careers than I yes. have. That's yes. my point. There you go. And this guy, Louis C.K., just announced his 24-city uh, comeback comedy tour. He came back a while ago. He did, like, a couple gigs in New York. Yeah, but still. No, he this is going to be... only took six months off. This is going to be big tour, Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Uh, Boston, going to the Ukraine, Denmark, Germany, Romania. All right. It's not all right. This guy, multiple women came forward and said that he sexually harassed them. I know. I know. But that's Forcing them to watch him masturbate in front of them. Just all kinds of stuff. The world we live in. Doesn't anyone, isn't anyone accountable for anything? I don't think he ever apologized for it. Properly. I don't believe Properly, he did. Anyway. He said, I did it. Yeah. But I never, I never did it without saying I was going to do it first. Yeah, he said he always asked like them if he could. I still think it's fucking weird you want to beat off in front of people. <sighs> And if someone's a comic who's trying to get stage time or something, you're putting them in a position where they feel like if they don't say yes, there could yeah. be repercussions that it could affect their he careers. Was very powerful at one point in Hollywood. And yeah, you can't say no. Makes me unhappy. But here's a good person. This makes me happy. And I can't wait to read this. It's a new book coming out called All About Me, My <laughs> Remarkable Life in Show Business. Written by Mel Brooks. He's oh, releasing his memoirs. That'd be great. Released on November 30th of this year, so you can look forward to that. Since the whole story about growing up in Brooklyn during the Depression and then serving in the military during the Second World War, working, of course, on one of the greatest TV shows of all time in the writer's room for Sid Caesar's show of shows, and then embarking to Hollywood and Broadway. I mean, come on, so much. What a body of work, that That's guy. Legend. Legend. And, and, as we mentioned before, the Elephant Man, for God's Yes, sense. that too. Yes. And lastly, uh, yesterday we talked about the new Disney tickets 
The keys. Magic key. The magic keys to get into Disneyland. They no longer have their pass and annual pass anymore. Now they've got the key program. Mm -hmm. On the heels of that, Disney has announced, did you see this yesterday? The trailer for the Star Wars Hotel? Yes. Down the there in the, Jersey? The battleship thing, whatever it's the called. Galactic the Galactic Star Cruiser. Star Cruise. A two-night immersive experience at Walt Disney World in Florida. Part live, immersive theater, part themed environment, part culinary extravaganza, part real-life role-playing game. You get to go on the Galactic Star Cruiser, Eddie, and you get to pretend you are in the Star Wars world. How cool is that? It's not cool so at all. Cool. It is not cool Why, at all. you don't want to do that? No, I don't want to do that. Because Why? you know what you're going to get some pimply-faced kid from St. Petersburg who's playing the, the, the butler to you on the Star Cruiser, like, Hey, welcome to no the Star butler. Cruiser. butler, it'd be a protocol droid. Hey, welcome. Hey, you guys want to learn how to use a lightsaber? No. It'll be better than that. Ugh. We'll freeze you in carbonite as soon as you get there. You can just sleep the whole trip. When are you going? I don't have the money, nor will I ever have that much money. Oh, you don't to have to probably do that trip. Well, let's go for the low standard cabin. Right, give me the low one. With no windows in it. The standard cabin with no windows. <laughs> this includes food and drink. Okay. And you also get a lightsaber training session. Oh, great. Um, two guests. Two guests. So okay. Lowest tier. Lowest price. Uh huh. Uh, four thousand eight hundred and nine for two days. For two days, not bad, not bad at not, all. Nope, Family of four can be paid, expected to pay a minimum of six thousand no, dollars. Yeah, I could wing say. that, no yeah. problem. Now, if you want to go up to the but, upgraded rooms, get that job on LinkedIn. I'm good. The Galaxy Chess Suite has two space windows. Ooh, space windows. And the Grand Captain Suite has three space windows. Oh, now they're not real windows; they're windows that show a movie of space. Yeah, it looks like you're in space. Right. So yes. you're living in a claustrophobic. Pimply faced, infested, COVID riddled, COVID riddled hotel <laughs> in Florida for six thousand dollars for two days. Sign me up, man. Can't think of anything I want to do less. Here's some frequently asked questions, apparently from the website. Yes. Uh, one: Is Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser a hotel? Do they think it's a real galactic? It's cruiser? so much more than a hotel, says Disney in their answer. <laughs> uh, what is it with the wristbands that guests have to wear at all times? It helps make the space magic happen. Wow. They're collecting information on Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Tracking your whereabouts. Is there a swimming pool? Nope. Two days, $6,000 no at a hotel. Mm. Not a pool, mm. nothing. Just There's space, or space windows and blue milk. That's you what go. you get for $6,000. Six and a lightsaber training session. Can I stay for less than two nights? Frequently asked question. Nope. <laughs> Am I allowed to leave? Nope. My favorite one, actual question. Yeah. Does Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser really take passengers into space? Wow. And the answer is, of course it does. Of course it does. Course yeah, it does. It's magic. It's magic. $6,000. So we're not, no Garmy meet up there? No, no, we shan't. We shan't be meeting up. <laughs> and the bartender's like, hey, welcome to the Star Wars world. Could I get you a space beer? Why is Sly the bartender on the Galactic Cruiser? Sounds dumb. Take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on August 5th. Singer Samantha Sang is 70 years old today. She only had one big hit in the 1970s, 1977. Here's her biggest hit. See if you can listen closely and try to pick up on any clues as to why this was such a big hit. You never seen me fall apart. In the words of a broken heart, it's just emotion that's taking me over. Tired of being so. Lost in my soul 
No, because the Bee Gees were oh. singing background for her. I was her listening for lyrics. And wrote the song for her. She it's said, 1977. If the Bee Gees wrote a song for Eddie Pence and sang background for still him, wouldn't be a it hit. would be a hit. It would be a smash. I was listening for lyrics. She said, come no. on me. That's no. got to be Listen it. Listen, you're just foul. Lonnie Anderson. Hey, how about that Lonnie Anderson? She's something, isn't she? I always think of Bob Hope when I think of Lonnie Anderson. She's 76 years old today. Just saw her on television the other day. How'd she look? Great. Really? Yes. Good. Holly Palance, daughter of Jack, actress in her own right from The Omen. You may remember her. It's all for you, Damien. She's the uh, babysitter. Yeah. Yeah. Terrifying. 71 years old today. Guitarist Eddie Ojeda from Twisted Sister is 66. <laughs> Mark Strong, great actor, 58 years old today. Actress Maureen McCormick is 65. Does that name sound familiar Maureen to you? Maureen McCormick, Maureen yes. McCormick. Yes, it does. I she played play a that. famous television character. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Played Marsha Brady, of course, gotcha. on The Brady Bunch. Also one of the singers in The Brady Six. I think I'll take a walk every day now. The summer's sun, show me the way. To be happy now, I just can't stay inside all day. I had to sing that on stage when we did the real live Brady Bunch. Oh, you did. That's Every show, great. we would close out with a medley of Brady tunes. So you just, that's in your head all the time. All the time. James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy director, of course, and soon to be the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Can't wait to watch Heard that. good things about it. Me too. It's 55 today. Jonathan Silverman is 55 as well. And guitarist Pat Smear of the legendary Foo Fighters is 62. <laughs> And that's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now, because it's Thursday, it's time to get sexy at Ralph Sex University. You don't know what to do. There's one man to help you through. He's a graduate of sex. You know, today's topic, period sex, Donna Lancianese, PhD, writes in, I'm so glad you're covering this. Very curious about why men are so adverse to it. Thanks, Donna, she wrote. I got a lot of emails like that from women. <laughs> women are really perked up their ears for this particular topic because they want to know what's up, Eddie Pence. I'm not adverse to it. You liar i'm not look yesterday you said you don't know uh-uh i used to when i was 18 but i don't need it when anymore. i was young and you're you you're a horn dog yeah you're like anytime i can get it great yes right and now uh-uh trace and i are both no in our, way tracy get away from me we're both in our 40s she's not into it either because she doesn't want to put a towel down in case there's stains that does sound like a great great problem when right you, there laying a towel down when you can just wait a couple days and you don't have to worry about it wow 
honeymoon is truly over. It's truly over. But I'm not adverse. I w- when I was younger, I was not adverse to it I, at all. I dig it. I don't dig it now because I just like I'll just wait and then it won't be messy. I dig it. Okay. I like it messy. You like it even now? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. It is. It's a turn on for me. It's a turn. It's not. It was yes. never a turn on for me. See, I just didn't. It didn't bother me. Absolute turn on for me. Huh. It. What could be more intimate than that? I don't. And <laughs> I love. I love the. Uh, yeah. I like the. I like it. The wetness and the messiness, I like all of that. All right. I, I, want to, I want to look like a crime scene when I'm done. That's what I'm looking That's for. That's what I was trying to avoid. Ah, I want some crime scene sex. <laughs> Today's topic, period sex. Period sex, period sex. Put down a towel, pour it till it's dry with some period sex. That's right. Here's the problem, and the reason I reacted so strongly to you saying you don't do it is because there is still a stigma attached to period sex. I don't have the stigma. But I know there is one. You may not have it, but I'm saying there is one. Okay. And I think it's important that we do our best to break down which what may be the last taboo when it comes to sex mm. is period sex because a lot of women complain that their men won't engage. And there's a lot of misconceptions about period sex too, I think was one of the reasons why men are standoffish first of all a lot of men are just pussies yeah and they they freak out and they don't have a lot of knowledge about sometimes that whole part of a woman's anatomy and what's going on anyway so it kind of freaks them out right but there's some thought out there some sustaining old biases that in some way periods are dirty or not clean or unhealthy there's there's all these bogus lies in society that have been built up for generations making both men and women think that that's the case Mm. and it simply isn't period blood is different than the blood in your veins let's say because it comes from the lining of the uterus which when the the woman's body is preparing to be uh the host of a of an egg and have a baby grow inside of her there needs to be a, a fertile atmosphere for that egg to implant and when she doesn't conceive, then every month the body purges Flush. yeah, that stuff it out. and flushes it out and gets ready to start it all over again. Mm-hmm. So it's a very natural thing. And there's nothing dirty or dangerous about having sex on, on a period. Yeah. I, I agree with you. And there may be some real positives to it as well. Let's take a look at the most recent poll. 500 women between the ages of 18 and 50 were polled about it, and 82% of them surprisingly said they do have sex on their period. So maybe this whole uh, thing is changing. Maybe <laughs> the stigma is going away. 58% they said. 58% said they enjoy having period sex, sometimes more than when they're not on their period. Oh, that's psychological or actual physical thing? Well, we'll get into that in a moment. 10%, however, said they found it disgusting, <laughs> which I just think is... Insane I'm not me. disgusted. It's just at our age, we're just like we don't still want to have to clean the sheets. Uh, it's got, just you more get a sex blanket. But she's all. It's not just me. I'm it's gonna also buy you Tracy. guys a sex blanket. It's we waterproof. Have... It's stain proof. You can do anything on it. All right, fine. You can get as filthy as you just want. Filthy. To. Just fucking just... bukakis and shit everywhere. Got <laughs> Carl's and just everything. I just think if a woman has to put up with me stuff coming out of me every time we have sex, the I... least I could do is. Once a month, right? Put up with whatever comes have, out of her. Look, she is, is as adverse to it as I am, and we're not adverse in just the sense of like we just don't want to clean up the mess. I got that's you. it. All right, 
Women sometimes feel hornier during their periods than they do when they're not on their periods, mm. Eddie Pence. 26% of the women in this survey said they feel horny all the time during their period. 32% said they often feel horny when they're on their period. And then 34 said they feel horny just occasionally on their period. Mm. Uh, 57% of the people they polled said uh, the mess did bother them. 57% of women yeah. said the mess did bother them. So maybe Tracy's uh, in that 57%. 74% said they do it anyway, yeah. even with the mess. Okay. So there you go. But we could just wait a couple days. Oh, my God. You with the waiting. <laughs> you don't have to wait. You can do it all the time, man. Wait a couple days. It's not like we only have a, a small window to do it. We're just we're every night. One woman it. said about a man who uh, she was dating who voiced displeasure about the idea of having sex with her in her period. If your partner is appalled by what comes out of your vagina, they probably don't deserve to be inside of oh, it. Oh, boom. Snap. Drop the mic. Snap. So let's go through some of these facts and uh, myths, if you will. Can you have sex on your period? Well, Lauren Stryker, who is a MD, says, don't worry about it. It's absolutely fine. From a medical point of view, there's nothing wrong with having intercourse while someone is menstruating. There are rare exceptions, of course. People who are positive for hepatitis or HIV or have known STIs. I mean, anything that is a bloodborne transmission. Can, can up your risk. Yeah, can imagine. up your risk uh, if someone is uh, menstruating. So, of course, you have to keep that in mind. Safety, 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 of course. Uh, can you get pregnant during period sex? Now, this is the old um, wives' tale that if you have sex during your period, you can't get pregnant. Right. The truth is, technically, you can get pregnant. Yeah. It's very uncommon. Right. Very unlikely but it is still possible. So in case you're ready for that possibility, you may want to consider other forms of birth control mm -hmm. as well. Are there benefits of period sex? Here we go. Here's where the good stuff comes in. One, additional lubrication. True. Right? Yes. Um, researchers have found that orgasms are a natural pain relief for women who suffer from abdominal cramps during their periods. Yes. So it actually helps them with their cramps. Right. And when you have sex on your period, yeah. the walls of your uterus contract, meaning the blood comes out quicker, so it shortens the length of your period. Oh, okay. 41% of the women said they sometimes orgasm better during their period than they do when they're not on their period. 12% said their orgasms always feel better during their period. So there you go. Look at all those great things. Do the cramps make a woman not want to engage in sex? Because or if she wants to get rid of the cramps, get over here, big fella. That's what she's saying. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not in the mood because I have cramps. I'm cramping really bad. I'm kind of not in the mood. Well, let me take care of your cramps for you, baby. I feel bloated That's what I and gross. I'm I got not the, the magic cramp wand right here. <laughs> I say, actually, I would never say that because it sounds really bad. Mm. Um, as you can imagine, you got to take certain precautions. You do have to lay down a towel or, or yes. sex blanket if you're predisposed right for that kind of action um now here's the thing if you if you are freaked out by the blood there are things that women use and more and more women are using them because they don't like the idea of tampons and pads and things like that right because you know you can get toxic shock syndrome yes, if you don't if you change don't. your period yes. your, your tampons often enough and there's a lot of potential downside yes they have these things called um uh, menstruating caps have you heard about this no you put this over the cervix, and it collects the blood, okay. and you empty it out. Almost like a sponge? It's not a, a sponge. It's a, it's a medical-grade silicone cap that you put over your cervix, 
and it collects everything. And when you're wearing it, you don't feel it. But you can have sex with that inside you, and you don't have to worry about the blood. Take it out, and, and then you take it out. out in the bathroom and uh, and clean it out. Now, yeah. can sex uh, instigate uh, the flow? Yes, if a woman is uh, is right at the, her time, right, and, and is right on the precipice, right, like knife in a ketchup bottle. Sometimes that kind of action, that sort of thing, can move things along. Gotcha. Yes. Uh, there's also discs that can be used for the same purpose that cover up the uh, cervix. So there's a mm. lot of ways that you can deal with the flows if you don't want to have to deal with them during actual intercourse. Right. Like it's never bothered. There's me. no reason. It's never bothered me. All month long. Everybody should be getting busy. Right. But, you know, we take a couple Let's days. Let's do it. Take a couple day break. No, no breaks. I don't want to do the laundry. We live in an apartment. It costs quarters. Get back in the bedroom. Get to work. See, that would have been the perfect time for you to check out your swimmers because Tracy probably wouldn't have been able to get pregnant. Maybe. So then you would, you could, you could. I'm still doing could, condoms until September, October. But if you were had a period sex, you wouldn't need the condoms. Yeah, that's I, what I'm no, saying. But you said it's not 100%. It's very unlikely. And then I get stuck with another kid. I'm fucked. It's very unlikely. Very mm-hmm. unlikely. We're yeah. more likely to step in dog shit. In your Two case, days in a row? In your case, much more likely. I mean, what are the odds? Right. Two days in a row. Yeah. Fucking unbelievable. You should go to Vegas. I should have gone Lux to Vegas. On your side. God damn it. That's it for today's Sex University. Sex All right, kids. That's it for today's show. Thank you so much for joining us. Had a blast. I hope you did too. Tonight, 7 p.m., you four-star bastards, come out and watch us, won't you? We need the company. Uh, However, if not, we'll talk to you tomorrow. And in the meanwhile, now that we know Lambda variants are looking over our shoulder, we all have to really Mm. go back to doing what we were doing. Stay good in the hood. Social distance. Stay sweet at six feet. Because life is life. And it's getting scary again out there. And I want you to be safe and happy. We'll talk to you tomorrow, kids. Until tomorrow. Love you. Mean it. Bye. (laughs) 